Welcome to Scale Up and Grow, a podcast from Turning Point Training and Development, where we discuss everything you need to know for your own personal and professional development and growth. Here's your host, Mary Ricketts. I am so glad to be back with you. I want to talk about probation periods. We, we know what that is, but let me give you some things to really think about. Um, things you need to know about your initial probation period. So this is really going to be for that person that's like, you know what, I'm getting ready to change jobs, you know, don't have a choice, got in a predicament, you know, whatever the situation is, or maybe you're choosing this. And I hope it is a choice because whenever we get to choose to change jobs, it makes it a little easier. But I want to give you some tips and some things you really need to know about those initial probation periods. Because when you start a new job, Oftentimes you can find yourself facing that initial probation period, whether it's a 30 day, a 60 day, a 90 day, it doesn't matter. But in these hard economic times where there is stiff competition for jobs, more and more companies are instituting probation periods for newly hired employees. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the ins and outs of these probation periods and how you can take advantage of them to make a positive impression with your new employer. So regardless of where you are in your season of life, whether you're like, I'm fresh out of college and this is a new probation period, you know, you're, you know, what we would consider the middle age range, or if, if you're like some of us, we're over 50 or, or we may be over 60 and getting back into the market or having to change jobs because of whatever economic situations may have happened. Um, and sometimes it's changing careers as well. Let me give you some tips. So think, think about these things and consider them. And let me tell you from an HR perspective, um, and speaking with some HR connections and friends that I have, and then having a, a, a background of several years in HR, these are the things that we really don't tell you. But your probation period is so key, whether I'm the manager, and you're, you know, being added to my team, or if I'm the HR person, then I really, I'm the one that's going to be evaluating you. Here's some things I want you to think about. Let's talk about assessing the situation first. Clarify the purpose, the most common reason employers use probationary periods is really to ensure that they're satisfied with their hiring decision before making the arrangement permanent. I can remember 30 years ago uh, when I was at AT AT&T, you know, we were hired on part-time temporary, and then we would move to full-time temporary. And then you, you know, you got excited if you were part-time permanent and then full-time permanent. There's a purpose behind that. And that's what I'm talking about. You want to clarify what their purpose is for this probationary period. Sometimes we don't hear it as considered a temporary position. And I think (laughs) from both sides of that, most people don't like the word temp, but you may find that situation uh, for you as well. So you may be brought on as a temp, uh, not necessarily even through a temp service, but you may be hired directly by the company and it's a temporary position. So conduct some background research. What you find out may really help you figure out if it's a longstanding policy or if it's a reaction to some recent personnel issues they may have had. 
can't. We've hired five salespeople. Nobody's worked out. We're going to hire the next one and we're going to give a 90 day probationary period because if you don't cut it in 90 days, I don't want to feel bad when I cut you. That's what I'm talking about. Or is this their normal practice? If this is their normal practice, you still want to understand why, you know, hey, clarify the purpose for me on why you have a probationary period. Tell me, you know, are there specifics that you're looking for? Okay, that's the first thing I want you to think about. Next, let's talk about understand the terms. Some positions are advertised as temporary or part-time with the potential to become permanent or full-time. You all have seen that where it's, you know, temp to perm or part-time to full-time opportunity available. And in other cases, the expectation may exist that the candidate will become a regular employee upon the successful completion of the probation period. Compensation packages, including your pay and benefits, may be lower initially or they may be ineffective. Sometimes that probationary period is because you don't get benefits for the first 90 days or 30 days or whatever that could be, or you um, the benefit package doesn't go into full effect until after the probation period. And there's so many reasons why businesses consider doing that. One from an expense perspective, it's like, I don't want to start these, you know, these this person as full-time permanent and 60 days they don't work out. So you want to make sure that you understand the terms as well. So because some positions, you know, are advertised where you understand it's temporary or part-time with the potential to move into a permanent or full-time position. Ask about the success rate. Learn what that success rate is. So ask around to see how things worked out for others in your same situation. It's a good sign if all your co-workers maybe started out in the same fashion and are now happy to continue in their jobs. And I kid you not, it was a big deal. It was a big deal long time ago at AT AT&T when someone got to move, you know, into that permanent position, you know, to move from being temporary uh, to permanent or, or part-time to full-time, you know, and hours change and shifts change. Uh, and I know things are different now when we get, when we're brought on to, you know, especially larger organizations, but regardless of the size of the company, you want to make sure that you get, get a feel of what the success rate is, you know, cause if you hear, well, you know what? Yeah, we, there's been five people in those positions and most people don't make it past the probationary period. Good. You need to know that because then you need to understand why. Why aren't they making it past the probation period? Why aren't they making it past, you know, know, those first 90 days? If there is a history of employees being terminated when their initial contract expires, you may want to exercise some caution. And let's be honest, sometimes we don't find that out until we're already in the position because we get to hear what's going on, you know, at the water cooler or, you know, at the coffee, you know, at the coffee station. But you want to you want to ask those questions, because if that is what happens, you may want to have an option B, you know, you may want to consider a backup plan or you may want to ask that question up front. So, you know, hey, I understand that, you know, not too many people make it past the probation period, you know, they're usually terminated at the, after their initial contract expires. 
please share with me why. You know, is there something specific that you're looking for that you're not seeing? Because I want to make sure if there is that I'm either bringing that to the table or I know you guys just don't really mean business. The next shift I want you to think about is really positioning yourself to succeed. Agree on the evaluation schedule and what their methods are. It's really essential that you and your supervisor have a meeting of the minds on when and how you're going to be evaluated. Reach a consistency on goals and performance measures. There is nothing that frustrated me more when I was on the employee side that you're going to evaluate me on something and I have no clue what you're looking for in advance. Because if you're looking for, you know, 10 things and I don't know what they are, I don't know to make sure I shine in those 10 areas to let you know that I really do know that skill set. So make sure that you understand and have a conversation as soon as you start. I understand that, you know, I'm on a 90 day probation. Please, you know, I want to walk through what you're evaluating me on. And you have a right to know that. And they should want you to know that. They should want you to know that so that you can exceed their expectations. Make sure you read over your job description. Have a precise and comprehensive job description. You should know what it is because those are really valuable assets for you to know. Review the list of responsibilities the qualities that are needed and the relationships between your position and the rest of the organization. Here's what I mean by that. Sometimes when we're brought on to a new job or a new position, or maybe if it's a new role that they have created, sometimes no one's really, you know, they may be a little unsure about what the relationship is between your responsibilities and others. You need to know who else has a little bit of input on your evaluation. Here's what I mean by that. Let's say that um, I, I'm, a, I'm a major account executive. I'm in sales. They hired someone new on the uh, RFP team, someone that is responsible for putting together our requests for proposals from coming from larger companies or you know a government uh, entity, and they're brand new. Well, I'm experienced. So I know what the rest of my team usually receives. So if you're brand new and you really don't know what, what the receiving end is looking for, that could look bad for you on an evaluation. You don't want me to have to go tell the leadership, you know what, you know, Bob or Sarah, you know, sent this to me and I had to send it back for 10 revisions. You need to know what the expectations are and how you interact with other departments and other teams so that you can succeed in those first 90. I'm just going to keep calling them 90 days in that first set of probationary days or months, whatever it is that's set up for you. You want to make sure that you understand your job description. Is it different <laughs> than what you actually applied for? Because we know how that is. We we could make a job ad look really, really nice and, and beautiful and, you know, and inviting. And then we get in, it's like, okay, that's not quite the job description, you know, from the ad. So make sure that you have a good understanding of that. And if you are the leader, make sure that you have that conversation. It's like, hey, I want to make sure that you understand what we're looking for. It's probably a little bit more than what was in the job ad. And that's okay. But you need to have that conversation. Ask for the training that you need. You need to let your supervisor know if you need certain training to do your job. If you have a, a short probationary period and 
you come with some skills for that position, you need to let them know as quickly as possible. It's like, hey, you know, I'd like to do this for a couple of weeks, but then can we have a meeting of the minds again? And I'd like to you know, let you know, hey, I need a little bit more training in this area so that I can exceed, you know, level 10, whatever that is, because this may be a combination of both internal and external programs. If you are challenged, and I don't want to say weak, but challenged in a couple of skill set areas, you need to recognize that. And sometimes before you ask leadership for training, see if there's something that you can find on your own. Uh, so that you can sharpen your own skill. This is where you you want to be a little, I don't want to just say cautious, but think about it. Be intentional about what you're going to ask training for. If it's something that you had on your resume and your skill set is not, you know, at a level 10 and you're like, oh, I'm probably at a six. I know I need to be at a 10. You may not want to go to leadership for that. You may want to do that one on your own. Hint. We have a lot of corporate training programs available uh, with us at Turning Point Training and Development, and you'll see the link uh, in in our podcast um, as well. But I want you to think about that. Think about what do you need? Now, if it's something from the company standpoint, you need to address that quickly. You don't want to wait until the end of your probation and say, well, I need a training in this particular area, and you never said anything. And you want to keep things documented as well. Meet regularly with your supervisor. Frequent communication will help everyone stay on track. Informal feedback as well as routine check-ins give you an opportunity to make valuable contributions and resolve any conflicts promptly. You want to address any issues really quick. If you notice, hey, um, I know one of my teammates has had to say a couple things about, you know, this particular thing that I'm doing. I need to sharpen that. Walk me through some adjustments that I should make. And don't be afraid to put some of it on them. If as the leader, I'm telling you, you know what, you need to fix this. I also want to, should be able to come to you and give you some tools, some techniques that you need to use to fix whatever I'm addressing with you. So don't think that it's all on you. Share some of that responsibility. That's why when you meet regularly with your supervisor, that that can make a difference. That can make a difference because they need to know that you are engaged and that you are being intentional about building your skill set. Remember, I was talking about in that initial probation period, but guess what? This works all year round for you because evaluations come all throughout the year. Don't forget to reach out to your coworkers. A wise employer will consult an employee's peers to gather pertinent information about how they're doing. And I'm going to be honest, we, we've done it as leaders and, uh, and managers and supervisors. We have done this like, hey, come here. I, I just need to get a feel of how so-and-so is doing. You know, are you seeing anything that I should help them with or that they really need? To, you know, are they cutting it? If they're not cutting it, let me know that as well. We're going to do that. Just know it's going to happen. And it's not to sabotage anyone, but the person you're working right next to is going to see what you're doing better than I will from my office that may not even be on the same floor or in the same arena with you. So think about that. A wise employer will consult 
your peers to gather some pertinent information about how you're doing, especially in that probationary period. And you want to make a good impression by always being helpful and demonstrating a friendly attitude. Here's what I want you to catch with this. Don't, don't dismiss your coworkers, especially when you're new. You can come in there with the best skill set, the most degrees, the most certifications. You can come to the table with more years of experience than anyone else. But guess what? You don't have the relationships built yet with the leaders. You want to make sure, and I'm saying it, but I want you to remain authentic and sincere about it. But you need to connect with your coworkers. Hey, I'm just glad to be a part of the team. I'm just glad to be a part of the team. I'm looking forward to learning from you, right? That is excellent. Why? Because they're looking at you. They are watching you. You don't know if you're replacing, you know, the best friend that, you know, moved on to another company or another department. And, you know, they, they, they feel some kind of way, you know, about the new, the new person uh, coming to the team. So keep that in mind. You still want to make a good impression, not only to the leaders, but a good impression with your coworkers and your peers. Know what your boundaries are. Know what your boundaries are. It's natural to feel like you're being tested. It is. You're, you're new. Everybody's watching you to see if you uh, if you match up to your resume and the great interview that you gave. So you may decide that it's worthwhile to work longer hours and take on additional tasks if it improves your chances. But I want you to keep in mind, however, what you can reasonably sustain over the long haul. Be careful. Um, I know this is a little old school saying, you know, trying to be the teacher's pet. Be careful trying to be uh, uh, the shining star in every single area all the time. You need to be careful with that because you may not be able to sustain that for any lengthy period of time. It's like, oh, okay, well, you know, when you're doing probation, you can handle, you know, 10 items at a time. Now that you've made it, you're telling me you can only handle three. Think about those things. Know what your boundaries are. Know what your limitations are. And consider, is this something you could sustain for the long haul? Think about that. Think about, if is this something I really want to continue to do? Every time they ask for a volunteer, do I really need to raise my hand? Because guess what? Leadership isn't blind either. They, they know that oftentimes the new kid on the block is going to be the one that wants to shine because they're trying to make a good impression. And they know that. They know that. So consider how much you allow to be put on your plate. Let me give you a few other considerations. Get everything in writing. A letter of agreement protects both the employer and the employee. And you want to read it carefully before you sign it. Don't rush through it. Don't rush through that. And if you're sitting there in front of the employer and they hand you something, it's okay to say, you know, can I have about five, 10 minutes to read over this? I want to, I want to make sure that I don't miss anything and that I don't misinterpret anything. Ask them for that time. There's nothing stranger than someone, I hand someone a piece of paper that just, I'm like, you didn't even read that. I could have put anything in there. Um, cover, cover yourself as well. Cover yourself as well. Check your health insurance. Okay. Some employers decline to provide health insurance for probationary employees. 
you may need to purchase your own policy for yourself or your family during that probationary period. And you, you need to know that. So of course, we're talking about this. You're already on the job. If that's something you didn't ask during the interview, ask it as soon as you get there. If it's not brought up, if it's not brought up, you need to ask that. Rewrite your resume. What you put on your resume could depend on your individual circumstances. So if you wind up doing short-term contract work that fails to result in a permanent position, you may want to describe it accordingly. Okay. So consider what you do have on your resume. And if you haven't updated it and you need to update it, and you may need to have a couple of different versions of it, depending on what you're applying for. Okay. And know the law. Employment terminology can really be complex and have important legal implications. So check on your state labor department, you know, or a trusted professional if you have a question. They can help explain such matters as the difference between contract workers and employees and your eligibility for severance and unemployment compensation. Years ago, I can remember at AT AT&T, and of course we were union um, here out of Kansas City, that you can only allow someone to be a temporary employee for so long before you have to offer them a full-time position or at least become permanent, not necessarily part-time to full-time, but become a permanent employee. So if you don't know those things, you may want to check on that. You may want to check on that just so that, you know, you don't miss anything. It's like, hey, you know, I know I'm Gary hit the end of the probationary period, or I know I've been labeled as temporary for this long. And, and please don't, don't misunderstand me. There, there is, there could be an employer out there that pushes the envelope all the way over the edge if they can, and you don't want that to happen to you. If you know that you're supposed to have your benefits, you know, within 90 days, and maybe that's the law in your area, you need to know that you need to know that. Okay. Initial probation periods may pose an additional challenge when you're starting a new job, but everything can still work out well for you. So analyze what you're being offered to be sure that it meets your needs. Then put in a great performance so you'll ace your evaluation. You want to know what it is up front so that you know what you need to ace. Mary Ricketts to your success. Thanks for listening to this episode of Scale Up and Grow from Turning Point Training and Development. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out all of our on-demand training courses at turning-point.newzendler.com. That's turning-point.newzendler.com.